welcome to Literarily Wasted. This is discussion number one for Kill the Farm Boy by Delilah Ashton <laughs> and Kevin Hearn. Yeah. Recap. Quick, quick recap. Go for it. Um, they have made it out of the caves of yore, or I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm probably... You don't? You've got to respect the umlaut. Probably not respecting the umlaut. And, uh, oh, gosh, we left on an enormous cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Our, Did you plan that? No, I didn't. I was kind of oh, mad wow. about it, actually. I was like, no, it's a great place to stop, but this is terrible. Yeah, terrible, but good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, and Argabella is not breathing. She is unconscious. She's not moving. Oh, some, she's not moving. Let's okay. do some shout outs. We got, hey, Joe. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Jenny Jones, our drawful friend. From It's a Southern Thing. Hi, Caitlin. Dan, Dan Lafferty said, hello, poo boys and poo girls. <laughs> well, that's right. Nice. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Liza. Hi, Scott. Hi, Julie. <laughs> hi, Matt. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Jennifer. Dan. Adrian. Sarah. Who was on YouTube? Jean. Tammy. And Mike. Swear. Mike. Hey, everybody. Or Adrian, I only vids. cut my hair once. Giggles vids. So, uh, <clears throat> we're, we're found literarily wasted. The oh, world's hi. best online book club. Where do we start? Where do we start with this? What? What <sighs> you Kill um, the farm boy. This is. I mean, I, I feel like we should we should get to the nitty gritty like first. Like, how do you feel about this? Because we've got some some back and forth in the comments section. Okay. Just a just a general like. Yeah, I do so think this was a divisive book. I think some people really didn't like it, and some people loved it, and then we got some people in the middle. So that's everybody. All the options. Um. <laughs> yes. What makes me think of, though, is like, so, so many of the reviews and people who have, I mean, it's actually on the cover of the book, is the Monty Python-esque humor. And I think... It goes really well hand in hand with that because there are people who either love Monty Python and think it's hilarious, or they're like, "This is really stupid," and they don't like that sense of humor. And it is—it's that's exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like, like Sphere's wearing a chainmail bikini. He says in YouTube. Nice. And I think it didn't happen. Yeah, Picks. we're gonna need yeah. some pictures of also, that. Also, Matt <laughs> did you make enough calzones for everyone? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll start. I I had a rocky start with this book. I started listening to the audiobook, um, and it I did not like it at all, like at all. So the narrator is he adds so much character and personality to these characters, and I just really wanted someone to read me the book, and I did <laughs> not like his voices for Staff and Worsley. So uh, I put that aside and picked up the regular book and started reading that. And um, I was really disappointed and worried about finishing this book because for the first like three chapters, every single character they introduce are morons. And I don't want to read a book about morons. But <laughs> chapter four, page 25, we get introduced to Fia. And wow, shortly after that, specific. I know, I looked it up. Very shortly after that, we get introduced to Argabella and like finally some like characters that aren't morons and I got into it after that because I had some characters that I didn't hate immediately. Oh and as we know at the very beginning Worsley dies which was great for me 
I mean, it's terrible, but um, I was really happy about that. <laughs> um, uh, and then I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about how, I, I know we're saying feelings, but I just want to jump in real quick because <laughs> someone else mentioned it too. I love that this book is called Kill the Farm Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and the farm boy was killed, like, immediately in the beginning of the book. Yep. Not well. the way that it was intended or, like, that we thought. But, yeah, this lead boy, gone. <laughs> he is not in this book. Yeah, such a it. good, such a good twist. Yeah. I loved it. When that happened, I was like, well, he's dead. Even in the first half of the book, we got the farm boy killed twice. So... I mean, it's an aptly named Yeah, I wonder book. how many other times we'll get killed in You this know, book. I'd be surprised if there weren't at least one more. Uh, they'll probably kill him. Oh, again. yeah, he got he got eaten by... Those Lamatar. Lamatar. <laughs> it sounds like the Lamatar, like the front half of him is the llama. The top is, half. Is that it? It's yeah. like the top, top half is a llama head and the body is like a big muscular man. So yeah. the big, furry, fluffy part is what murdered him. <laughs> like a bite out of his neck. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, right. but Sarah says, is he really dead? Oh. Well, he's mostly dead. Mostly dead, yeah. I think. Not quite dead. So, Not quite dead yet. So I really like this book. Um, and I guess you can infer what you'd like about me or my <laughs> sense of humor. But, uh, you know, it took a minute to get into. When they killed off Worsley, I was like, wow this is okay all right and then you know they introduced fia and they introduced uh poltro and yeah toby and the, and then the gang got together toby. and and you had this this sort of ragtag group of people and uh and then and then it was very endearing and the humor you know i, I see people in the comments saying that it's trying too hard and it does there, try there very are times hard. where it, it tries pretty hard but uh, it, it has made me laugh out loud several times, and and I don't I, I don't know if you know me, but I don't laugh. <laughs> so, uh, this uh, this is a good sign. You don't laugh. This is true. He usually just says that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, when I'm reading the book, I didn't look at really it. Really great say, when you work in comedy. That's funny. I laughed out loud, and it was good. Um, I can't exactly remember the. I mean, we'll we'll go through and talk about some nitpicky stuff, but. Um, I'm really liking it. It's light, you know, it's not, it's not like deep. We're not here to talk about like philosophy and blah, 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 but like, it's really fun for me. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. That's my, that's, that's my summary there. Totally not a deep book. Um, yeah, I have never read a book like this before. Like I've read books that are funny and have humor in them, but it's usually still like set in realism. And so it's like more of a realistic funny, even in supernatural books or, do you know what I mean? Like the humor is just like naturally occurring. So I've never read anything written like this. So it did take me a while to get into it. And when I first started reading it, I was worried that I was not going to like it. I was like, I just don't think I can get into this. And I'm the same way with Monty Python. It's really hit or miss for me. See, I don't like, like Monty Python most of the time. So, and I'm digging this see, book, so... But, like, I really like <clears throat> the Holy Grail, and I love Spam a lot. But other than that, sometimes I'm like, this is kind of dumb. And I was worried when I was reading the book that I was going to be like, this is kind of dumb. And then I just, I don't remember exactly which part it was. And that's saying something, because, you know, I love a pun. But it wasn't really an 
it wasn't until I started getting repeatedly, I don't want to say it this way. Let me reword. (laughs) Go on. No, I'll just say it wasn't until I was repeatedly getting slapped in the face with all of the morning wood puns Mm. that I was like, oh, this is kind of hilarious. (laughs) And it just kept going. So yeah, it did take me a while. I wouldn't say like I'm full on in love with it yet, but I mean, I'm definitely going to finish it. I definitely got the rest of the trilogy. I'm going to go full Talia on this one and read the rest of the trilogy after today. (laughs) I will say the one thing that has been really different for me is the pacing at which I'm reading. Most books I don't want, like I have to get to the end of the chapter before I can put the bookmark in it and set it aside and then be like, I'll pick this back up later. This one, I was setting it down like every couple of pages to be like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. So like it didn't captivate me endlessly, but like I was still able to get into it. Uh, I was just, Rebecca. There's Yeah, there's a lot of really fantastic. Rebecca said, uh, I, I picture Toby as Gargamel from this verse. I was like, that's me too. Justin said the same thing. Uh, anyway. Okay, sorry. That was my uh, thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in for this book. I think for me it's a good palate cleanser from just what we've been reading. You know, I, I can't even think back beyond last month. The Magicians, Do Angels Dream of Electric magician. Sheep, Hardboiled Wonderland, and The End of the World. Ooh. Yeah, especially after Hardboiled Wonderland. Yeah. I, I needed something stupid and goofy, and I look forward to the zingers. It's... I, but look, I love South Park. <laughs> I love Monty Python. I love stupid puns and dad jokes. I live for that. So I I like it. And I actually, I am listening to the audiobook, and I will differ from Christy because I feel like I'm just being read like a storybook. And, and I feel like the authors were just kind of two friends that got like drank a few too many margaritas one night and they're like you know what it would be stupid if we wrote this book (laughs) and i love that because i I feel like they know what it is and they own it and they do it well and like i said it's a fun goofy look at at a at a trope uh that we're all so familiar with right like we all know this story we all know these characters in a in a way and it's just a goofy way to look at it, and and I'm I'm liking that. Although we did have a disagreement about Gustav, because Lucas said, and Chrissy, I guess you can attest to it, when Gustav is speaking in the audiobook, that he sounds rather goatly, and I think in the book, according to the book, he should he sound no different from any other like man. So that I think that would have turned me off from the audiobook as well, because it's supposed to sound like just like a man's voice. Yeah, when I read when I read it and I'm reading Gustav, I don't read I don't read him like he's talking like Goat Boy from SNL. No, um, it's not Goat Boy. It, it's a, it's an inflection, but uh, but I think overall the the guy does females and males uh, very well um, from a character voice actor does he does he talk like this when he's supposed to be a lady because i hate yes. that oh ew, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> never mind yeah yeah um, this uh, is what a girl sounds like yeah let's let's go to some of these comments we got a lot of good stuff yeah, in everybody's here. talking about what they, how they feel i saw scott uh say like i find this going fast because i don't care <laughs> Stephanie Board says, for me, Toby is Toby from The Office 100%, and I can totally see that. Uh, We got a lot of people like Cindy saying it's a nice change of pace. People saying, I don't feel like the need, Nikki says, I don't feel the need to finish the book quickly. 
Um, there's where Scott we says. We have quite a few people who aren't going to finish the book at all. And that's totally fine. That's fine. This is a, not for everybody. I don't oh. even know quite yet if it's for me. But <laughs> like, it is definitely different from anything else. Uh-oh. Tell me oh. it froze up. Sure. And that's that's good. That's that's honestly part of what literarily wasted is about, right? It's finding different stuff within the genre. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you, back. you're back. Um, you froze up for like just a couple of seconds. So yeah, like I, I yeah. So like there are people that don't get the humor and uh, British accent for Gustav and uh, Jennifer says it took a lot of determination for me to get the hat flay point. I'm not continuing. Um, I yeah, I can get that. I actually this was like I read like most of the book. Most of the first half of the book. Like last, last week. week. Like pretty quickly. I got through it pretty quick because I was like really into it. I guess I just like reading simple dumb things. And um, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I don't want to I don't want to read the last chapter until like closer to the live discussion so I can have it fresh in my mind. <laughs> I didn't read the last chapter until like a couple of hours ago. Yeah, me too. Um, but But I'll say like for me, this is a perfect beach book. Like if I could go to the beach which yeah, I could, but I, I could won't. It's, it's, it's a perfect, like, look, I just need something to, to take down to the beach with a cold drink, hanging out, read a couple chapters, guffaw audibly. Guffaw? Yes, guffaw audibly. Audibly and, guffaw. Uh, yes. Okay. So let's, let's get into it a little bit, and we All can right. start picking it apart, um, because there's a lot of different <laughs> types of jokes. A lot of people are saying, like, there's a lot of poop jokes, which there are, mainly at this expensive <laughs> Gustav, who's like... His main mechanism of reacting to oh, most things is I, just his rage pellet. There's that one time when he talks about his rage hey, pellet. Uh, he and... talks about caution pellets, rage pellets, and fright pellets, and I was very impressed yes. by the variety of pellets that he has. And I can't wait for more in the second half of the book. But he's he's a goat, so like I buy into that. Yeah. I believe yeah, that wait. if I were a goat, and the only way I could expect. <laughs> myself was <laughs> to express pellets. Oh, I love it. I thought it was funny. Just walking up some stairs, pooping. Virginia. He's like, yeah. But he said it in case they needed to follow their trail back out. Virginia <laughs> so says she's some, someone, who, someone who just had to clean poop off the carpet. She's responding oh, to no. Lisa. Oh. I'm so sorry, You, you live with a Gustav, it sounds like. Um, <laughs> and what, one of the things that's striking to me about this book, that it took me a minute, and you could talk a lot about this because you've actually done some writing down about the stuff. Um, either these authors are very eloquent and have an expansive vocabulary, or they're sitting next to a thesaurus while they're sitting this book. next to a thesaurus. But, but I find it charming, and at first I found I found it like, well, you're using a lot of words I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then, it, but then it, it grew on me, and I'm, I I really appreciate their way with words, both with the puns and like the the expansive vocabulary that they have. Yeah. Well, I definitely started looking up all the words that I didn't know, and there's a lot of them. I think this is the book with the most words that I didn't already know in it, and it was oh, kind of impressive and annoying. That makes me... Well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that you said that because I had that experience, too. I was reading through it, and I was like, I've never heard of some of these words. Yep. And I would be like, Siri, hey, what does this mean? When I had to, when they were describing Toby's color, how he's not a dark lord, yeah. he's... I don't remember uh, what the word they used is, but it's oh, I basically Trivian. describes twilight. Crepuscular. Like, Crepuscular. Yes. Of, of or yeah. resembling or relating to twilight. I wrote them all down yeah. because I can't help myself. <laughs> so, but 
like I had that moment too where I was like, I don't know so many of these words. Yep. But then I love that they're also mixed in with so many nonsense words <laughs> as well. So they've made up a ton of words as well. So I ended up Googling so many things and I, sometimes I was Googling a real word and sometimes I was Googling a nonsense word and I didn't know the difference until after I Googled it. Yep. Oh, I started to type in Lamatar before I realized what it was. And I, I got it before I pressed enter though, so don't worry. Nice. Like I Googled, uh, what is Demesne? Demesne? Yeah, Demesne? I have no idea how to pronounce that. Is that Demesne? even a real word? It is. It It's when a lord or someone has um, property that they haven't like lent out to serfs and stuff. And it's just theirs for like using for like product and. Okay things but, but i love that they thought it was domain and they just couldn't read the cursive <laughs> yeah, and they thought they were all saying the wrong word because they were just reading the cursive like squiggle yeah like, that's a real thing that has actually happened through well, history and, and like <laughs> i think the you know getting into it i think i i really started to get into it with toby and um poltro because you know, she's asking him, what is she going to get from this epic quest to go fetch this heart of the chosen one? And she's like, and he's like, well, what do you want? She's like, I just want <laughs> to rid the world of all chickens. And he's like, well, I could probably build you a lean-to in the back and you could keep the chickens away. And I was just like, oh, that's so stupid. And then when she gets on her horse, aptly named Snowflake, Snowflake it's a black horse, Snowflake. and she has to get off the horse open the gate, get back on the horse. Like, it's total Monty Python <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I was just like, I was like, oh, this is so dumb. And I think Joe uh, said it, that it's like, yeah, it's these two friends that feel like they might be fifth graders, but they know what it's about, and they just took their D&D &D campaign. And I know several of you were wanting to talk about, you know, how did they structure this? How did they write it? But it does. It feels like they, they got kind of drunk. They were like, oh, this sounds dumb. We should write this down and make it into a story and add all these puns. And we'll put once upon a time on the cover. Ah, Gonna need a bigger also, goat. But, um, <laughs> I bet you all of the poo jokes are Delilah's. Well, I saw someone yeah. in the comment earlier mentioned that this was a man's book or this was a guy book. And I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people mm. might think that maybe because of the poo, jo the poo jokes. But I guarantee you that Delilah was the one who wrote the yes, pages. So, so I, I don't want to get too much into this, but if you go listen to their, their podcast, uh, Ask the Bards, she says in the first episode that her first book that got rejected started with a diarrhea scene gone bad. Mm. And she doesn't talk about the book, but that's how she started it. Oh, that and would she probably got rejected get me. Right so, yes, I, I, I agree with that. That would probably get me. So Matt says, did anyone watch the show Gallivant? Which I think is a really yeah. fun comparison yeah. to, to this. And I mean, I think that Gallivant has less stupid jokes, but it's still really funny. And uh, especially when they were doing the song lyrics for the elves, like in Morningwood, that's when it really hit me over the head that this like reminds me of Gallivant. So when I, speaking of song lyrics, they, when they were doing like the move, move fast song and it became like, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Then I went, I had to go back and see like, are all of the books sort of riffs on, are all the songs riffs on other songs? And what'd you find? I, I don't, I don't think I that they are. I don't think they I were either. That's the other one. And, and 
and she also well the the in the audiobook he does actually sing a tune to them so mm-hmm. that but that one is the one that does well she's a real tough witch to, with a long history yeah. of turning people into beasts like me yeah no i instantly started to sing it like as i was reading it and i started and i was like oh my god this has hit me with your best shot <laughs> yeah and there's little things and I, like i kind of almost want to go back and read it again to see what I missed because it's, oh, like, I'm people sure are comparing stuff. it to like Mel Brooks or like a Zucker Brothers film where like <laughs> you have to pay attention. And that was like, you know, yeah. when, when uh, the Naked Gun TV series, the police squad came on before they made the Naked Gun movies. One of the reasons they say it didn't work is because you had to pay attention and people didn't like paying attention mm. to their comedies because there's so many jokes that are jam packed into it. Yeah. Um, so I think, I, I don't know. I'm, for me, it might be worth going back and, and studying it again. Well, I'm talking. It does invoke Mel Brooks, definitely. So sorry, Chris. No, you're good. You. Um, talking about what it kind of reminded people of, um, Lucas, you and Leanne both mentioned in the discussion topics post that this like reminded y'all of like a D and D campaign, and I kind of love the idea of maybe there was a D and D campaign like this that got written into a story, because like that sounds awesome. Well, it's it's a good way to look at it. Like, okay, they came up with these, you you have these archetype characters, right? You have a rogue, you have a fighter, you have a wizard, you have a goat, (laughs) you know, what the oddball, but like you have an a bard and, you know, they probably came up with these characters and they're like, let's make it totally. and, And when you think about these characters, they're not really good at what they do. I mean, you have this dark Lord Toby who conjures bread Almost bread. I mean, that's almost oh bread. That's <laughs> almost bread. Almost bread. I love where he's mad and it starts. He's like, I cast a spell, and then it just like half a dozen raisin loaves. Just I, that, like to me, that's just I don't know. I, I appreciate. To me, it, it did. It felt kind of like a Robin Hood Men in Tights journey, and, yeah. and I'm for that. That's a good comparison to Robin Hood Men in Tights. I like it. I. Go ahead. And talking about the almost bread, I loved the gimmicks he used, or they used for different characters. Like Toby was clearly almost, he's an almost wizard with an almost beard and he conjures up almost bread. And they use that every time he's the narrator or when it's from his point of view. And then Argabella, they just put fool on the end of a lot of things. And I just really, really appreciated that. I thought it was great. each have their own little narration style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and getting the story from all those different perspectives was kind of lovely too. Yeah, definitely. And Carrie, Carrie White says, that's what my hubby's doing for our tabletop RPG. We're creating stories uh, based on the thing. That's that's awesome. Keep that's that up. That's super fun. Yeah. That's cool. I do, I do feel like it was intentional. I can't find it now. I just tried to look for it. But when I was looking for stuff on the authors earlier, I saw there were some, someone had made some buttons or pins, I think for Delilah Dawson's like website, or there was a link to it. And one of the buttons, there was one that said like, goat big or goat home. <laughs> and then another one did say something about the Tales of Pell, but it had, it had like the multi-sided, it was like a 12 or 20 sided die. 20, 20 The ones that die. are used for the yeah. game. And it just had like the one on well, and, and they make they make some there. references too, like like when when Fia first sees Argabella in the tower, 
they they make an initiative reference, which is mm. you know you roll your initiative at the beginning of a D and D to see who goes first, and see, she's like, I'm no, we have to talk. Totally you know, yeah, it's I all about that. initiative and stuff like that. So so there's a few little okay. like nods in there that I I think they. So I'm probably missing a ton of stuff from other things that I just like. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> Yeah. Adrian on Facebook says, I do adore cheese, so I can completely understand going on a quest for it. Um, every time I go to the grocery store right now, which is like once every two weeks, it is legit a quest for cheese. We have that spreadable brie. I already ate oh, yeah. one of You the... already ate it? <laughs> Not all of it. Not all of it. One of the things that they did, I mean, we're talking about how much like humor there is in this book, and there is, whether you get it or not, or like whether you appreciate it or not. Um, there's a lot of humor. But I think as I read, I, I'm, I'm surprised by how sort of endeared I am to some of these characters. Um, you know, like they all have their, their quirks, but I think when they put you in each of the characters' heads, it let, helps you to identify with them just a little bit more. Yeah, And I that makes me that. appreciate this merry band of people. And so I really like that we're sort of switching perspectives. And then, you know, there are times where like, you do find yourself like actually like, there's, there's a bit of a heartfelt moment sort of snuck in there. Like a lot of times with Argabella, whose situation is, mm -hmm. is pretty tragic. Yeah. Or even with Toby sometimes. Like there's this, you know, he's introduced as this Dark Lord wannabe. And then you, you kind of like, you know, he, he seems to actually be coming from it from like an innocent place. <laughs> he's like... He's so scared and alone. All of these people are very lonely. Yeah, it's a, it's a tragic band of misfits. I mean, it's kind of a perfect story of... But but you're kind of seeing as we progress, like Argabella's when you first see her, she can't even rhyme a <laughs> tune in her tower, and then now slowly, she's, she's yeah, singing like magical songs, right? Like she sped them through the forest, and she saved and them she, twice. She's the yeah, one that so, was responsible so it, for the the and, stick and man. She's getting braver. She's paired up with like this super hot, super tall, crazy warrior woman, yeah, which think... is like a super fun pairing. And the, and the yeah, pairing and, and, is... And I know... Sorry. I think there were some other people in the comments that, that wanted to talk about that relationship, and I, I think it's very, very, A, wonderful, but it it's just... you Yeah, you put, you put this Amazon woman with this poor, cursed bunny lady, but... but she, I don't know. They they hit it off and and they wrote it so well. Yeah, here's that, here's uh, the thing about that relationship, which that I like, um, is that um, one, it's not like they don't beat you over the head with it. Yeah, it just kind of happens organically. And two, like it's not it doesn't it doesn't ever really seem to come from like a, an infatuation or a lustful place. It's super sweet. Yeah. When like anytime like Fia is talking to Argabella, it's always like, I like you just the way you are. And like, I don't think anything about you needs to change. And it's super sweet. Yeah. And so, I like, love when in the beginning, Gustav was the first one that knew. I love that the goat knew. He was like, they're a real cute couple and they don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. That's the part, goat. Yeah, but like <laughs> in that relationship, you know, they, they did go off and, you know, do some stuff uh, when Gustav was getting ganged up on in the Cursed Fork in the Road. Um, but uh, but the Fia but they, Argabella well, really, gratuitous. No, they just it went away. It wasn't written in back. like a gross way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there is some <laughs> some gratuitous like 
not gratuitous, but like the the gore, the violence kind of. The last chapter, yeah, there was a ton of violence yeah. that they introduced. Yeah. Like they talked about taking off the acid leeches, and you could see like muscle yeah. underneath, uh, and it was really gross. <clears throat> Any, anything yeah. that happens to Worsley is kind of gruesome. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like the, also, the relationship aspect between Fia and and Argabella is to me like, you know, in this book full of kind of amateur, not amateur, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I immature humor. Mm. Um, developing a relationship like that is, is, is really sweet. It's very lovely. Mm -hmm. Where everything else is like, here's a bunch <laughs> of not so subtle penis jokes. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> Toby's, Toby's tower. With his well He's like, yes, look at all my nice rubbery. Yeah. I've been touching my tower. I did just what you said. Adam <laughs> I like dumb things. Yeah, that's good. Oh my god, I, yeah, I, there have been a few moments where I had to go back and reread because I missed, I missed some puns because I read through it too fast and then I was like, oh god, they really, they're really cramming them in there, aren't they? And <laughs> like, I, oh, well, yeah, and like the pun, not like a battle, but you yeah. know, they're trying to like up each other. And I like, was just about to mention that, like the fact that the characters themselves have this like pun off where they like try to keep it going for as long oh, as they can. Oh, yeah, I love those. And they do that a few times. And I'm, and even, you know, even during times where they seem to kind of be like, you know, uh, I'm losing my words today, but like, you know. There's conflict between them. Distrusting each yeah. other and all that stuff. They still manage to have these like little pun battles. Stephanie yeah. um, Bourne and Dan Lafferty are bringing up Besley and Worsley. And I would like to admit, it took me a lot longer than it should have. Because I kind of breezed through the stuff oh, about Besley. Oh, the I, thing that took said. us too long. But yeah, it, oh. it, took me, it took me too long to realize that the brothers' names were Bestley <laughs> and Worsley. Yeah. I think my favorite moment of this book... I wasn't even reading it. So Adam had gotten way ahead of me and I read it and I was telling him where I was. I was like, and they just teamed up with the sandwich. And then we both immediately <laughs> heard it. And I hadn't, neither of us had heard it before. And then later I was with his brother who's also reading it. I was like, did you get the, the sandwich joke? And he's like, oh, I just, I just did. <laughs> well, and then, then she's like, she's got her face on the ground when when uh uh Argabella uh, she's like she's like do you like that sandwich does it taste good <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and then Gustav is gonna poke her in the buns at one point like yeah I I just it just got me how clever that wasn't but how it like snuck up on me I just really yeah. appreciated Matt, it Matt says I'm honestly surprised it took them that long so long to make sandwich sandwich jokes <laughs> Susan. Oh, Susan just got it. <laughs> I wonder how many jokes there are that you miss between the audio, like from the audio book yeah. or things that are thrown too quickly in your face. Because like the giant, you know, all those jokes about the giant and his giant snaws, but his name was Factory. But, you know, and he talks about how since he's an old giant, he's like, oh, like, my God, I just got it. Old factory. The old factory. And oh, my God. <laughs> Did you just get that out of I just got it. I just got it. I was like, I wonder, yeah, I was like, I wonder if 
wonder if the people <laughs> who are listening to the audiobook miss out on the unrolling yeah. of these jokes because you just immediately hear it. Whereas, yeah. like with the umlaut, you know, the your and the, I'm not even going to try to say it the other way. Well, in the your, the your and the your. Like, well, and that's the funny part of, of the, you know? in the audiobook, all the characters are going through the umlaut. And he's like, no, no, how dare you disrespect somebody by not saying their name properly. And so it's like, that's. Yeah, like there are so many things that I Jenny... just. Oh, Jenny, Jenny Jones just said that. Just the whole Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh, but Yay! like, with, but things you don't get when you listen to the audiobook, when you read the actual book, when they're talking, when they're doing the your, and and they're they're trying to pronounce your, they write it the way like when he says like. He's like, you have to say it like your, and it'll be Y O with the umlaut R. And then when they say it, it's just Y O R E. I know. Well, okay. What's the difference? There isn't. Okay. <laughs> no, that that, that yeah. helps. There, there isn't. Yeah. There <laughs> really isn't, unless you're like, that's just how things are kind of spelled in a different language. Uh, Americans, we don't really use utilize the umlaut. But here, like, Sarah Sanders just said, I didn't get the Morningwood joke until Talia said it out loud. <laughs> like, as soon as I heard it out loud. And there are. There's... But I like that. Well, and, and Jeff said to me. Uh, careful with my book. I, I am. Uh, see, I don't, uh, when you look at the, when you look at the audio, when you read the audio book, you don't have the map. And so he said, look at all of the different names on the map. And I was just getting tickled at. <laughs> some of the names yeah ian, that's all. ian uh, says and then toby made the pun the sandwich is certainly no hero followed by fia saying but neither is she a subhuman that's when they that's one of those times when they started to get into like the pun battles but so good look at this all dan having a good, a good laugh dan lafferty makes a good laugh. point if you miss the morningwood joke reread the entire chapter because the entire chapter is totally different once you get the morningwood joke yes yeah yeah, like every single sentence, you're like, oh, oh. So, so which character, <laughs> Christy? Which character do you like the best? Like, do you have one character, or, or is it kind of the mishmash of? Oh, I don't know. I like Fia and Argabel. I like certain characteristics of them. Like, I, I like Toby's almost everything, and I like Gustav. <clears throat> I, I like Gustav when he poops. I like Toby because, yeah, he, he's, you know, they play him up like this big dark lord, and then you get there, and he's just this guy that's trying to be a wizard, and he's, you know, he's obsessed with um, his familiar, and if he could just get this, and if he could just get this. You stupid hedgehog and yeah. turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Make uh, me a familiar. Yeah. Yeah. What are y'all's favorite in the comments or on the, in the people watching? What are y'all, who are y'all's favorite characters? I say for me, like, I like. Most of the characters, for different reasons, like Christy, I would say my least favorite character is probably Poltro. Yeah. Because I think she has the least amount of depth. You know, her her shtick is just like I hate chickens, and she and speaks, she trips on does. pebbles. <clears throat> oh god. She's Sarah. She's so Sarah likes tall. Grinda the sandwich. Oh and her gosh. Crap. The thing about Grinda, I, I, I love <laughs> I love Grinda when it sort of became clearer and clearer that she's like using magic to be younger. Yeah. And then when it when it starts to wear off, she just turns into an old lady. <laughs> she's like, um, she's like really glad that she didn't have to like think about what the talking about the weather and stuff like that. <laughs> I love when she's like dying in the acid pit and then someone comes to get her and she's like, 
oh, hello, Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it's like completely worn off. And she's just like, get away from me, you whippersnappers. Well, and oh, also she has like an urge to go look at obituaries and find out what the weather is. Like that's, yeah, that's what she was saying. Died. Like she was like she was relieved that she didn't have those urges yeah. anymore that she could put those <laughs> to like read obituaries. I just say stuff like that, like those things that are just so funny. Yeah, got me, got me. This book gets me. It gets me right in the tickle spot. And I'm like, hey. do you like Can that we visual? Talk about how the goat is the chosen to uh, one. That was my favorite thing ever. I just, I uh, so yeah. smart. Like, of course there were two people there. Why did we assume Worsley was the chosen one? Just because he was the human. Yeah. And well, the, it, he it got took... flattened. I, Fia, Fia fell on him. And she just talks about, she's like, oh, she fell. And she's like, oh, I fell out of the tower. And there's a boy with all his bones. Sticking out. Because she straight yeah. up crushed this poor kid. See, I, I, I was, I was probably oblivious because I was like, oh, they put him in the tower, and he's gonna be okay, and they're gonna like get some magic and yeah, go back. Yeah, I thought and so it too. Me, it took me for a while, probably way too long, and, and I hate to admit this, that I was like, oh, he's not the main character in this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love. Because I was waiting for him to come back. You know. I was also waiting for that. Like, okay. No, they're gonna. They're, not, they're oh. gonna get to Grenda, and she's gonna revive him. And but the more I realized he was just dead, I was like, "Yes, you killed Poo Boy." I just, I <laughs> love that. I think that's so smart. He's only mostly dead. What are people saying their favorite characters are? We look. We got uh, everyone saying your dog. Agar everyone hey, loves dog. Uh, Agar says, you killed Poo Boy. Argabella, uh, Kathy says, "I relate to uh, Gustav the most." Regina says, "I think they work as a group." Yeah, I like the group. They, yeah, the group's good. Uh, Jenny says, "Argabella is my favorite." Um, Toby says Joe. Um, they're all they all have so, sort of endearing characters, except for Poulter. She's my least favorite. Yeah, mine too. And Nicole says Gustav and Argabella are my favorites, but I do like Fia too. Um, Argabella. Argabella is is the most one of the most sympathetic. Well, she's also the me. most well rounded too, or most rounded out that we've seen in the story. Yeah. Uh, so Gene Bowker on YouTube says, I still think he's going to kiss the lady talking about Worsley. And yeah, I, I think so too. But I but guess we'll see. Be like, is it going to be like, I, I, I thought that too, Chrissy, but I was like, is it going to be some like accidental, like they roll over or something and like they just, I don't know. It, well, that's how I see this book unfolding where it's some stupid it, accident it that it happens. It probably is. Or maybe he's <laughs> about to and then Gustav ends up doing it just because he's the chosen one. I don't know. I think there's there's going to be more twists, and I can't wait for them. Yeah, as long as Gustav I'm, poops at that moment, I'm, I'm sure he will. Romance poops. Romance poops. <laughs> Gustav started. I, at first, I didn't really like Gustav because he seemed like he was very one-track minded about eating shoes and pooping, mm -hmm. and like that's all it was. Was like you got another, you got another shoe, you got another shoe, you got a shoe for me. Um, but the more I read it, the more I like him. Especially when we get into his head, because he seems like the smartest one. He's also the most them. observant. Yeah. Like the, of all of yeah. all the of all the characters, the goat is like sort of the voice of reason. Oh. <laughs> Julie says love pellets. Yeah. Yes, Julie, <laughs> you're right. There's <laughs> a pellet for everything. I will say, I think because of how this is written, out of. And we've read some weird, weird <laughs> stuff. I'm speaking specifically about Hard Boiled Wonderland. Yeah. Um, 
but there are still some things that are predictable in every book that we read. And I have had a very, very difficult time predicting anything in this book. So I have to give it props for that, for sure. I think that might also be yeah. the point of the book, is to just make it... Just to defy your expectations. Yeah, take a stereotypical fairy tale and then just totally destroy it. Yeah, and they... they... They're operating in a world that, like, they, it seems like they can just sort of make up whatever they want, and I'll, I'll go for, like, you know, you first, you're reading there, they go to this goblin market, and, and weird stuff happens, and then next thing you know, they're like, well, we got this fork on the road, and it's this cursed fork, so we're going to make them fight, and now they need to go to the, the um, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry, our Bailey. other dog is talking. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then they have to go to the catacombs of yore where like it manifests your worst nightmare and like it's just like these these people are just having fun it sounds like mm -hmm. when they're writing this book i want to i want to make this movie can can i make this i love movie? the moths <laughs> i love toby being scared of the moths coming for his eyeballs yeah <laughs> can i be argabella uh, sure. granted i don't know if she's still alive but if you're casting the movie i want to be the bunny girl Okay. I could see that. Um, I'll play Worsley. Because we know I can't be Fia. <laughs> <laughs> Something else I really liked about the beginning of the book, when we first introduce, or get introduced to Toby, he hears about the Chosen One, and he wants to kill him. One, to get his heart, to get his power. But the real reason he wants to kill him is because he doesn't want anything to change, like the current political climate yeah. and stuff. And it's just... <laughs> Such an interesting perspective. He's like, he's like, chosen ones always really muck things up. And yeah, change everything. overthrow, you know, rulers and change everything. And he's like, yeah, boom. Well, and also, <laughs> Grenda's, like, political and social things were really interesting. The fact that, like, she employs hundreds of people who, like, need help and just tries to like always be there for people and she doesn't even talk about it she's like they don't need to know this yeah she was like she was... came from a bad place and now she's like trying to like give back to people mm -hmm. and the, but the way they sh the way they fit that in and like she's explaining stuff to gustav and she's like well i didn't tell him about this actually like very nice thing <laughs> it's like i just left i know out. see that was really weird for me because honestly I didn't find her likable and I didn't like her character and I saw her as like a more villain type role and then when she revealed those things about like politically how she felt and what she strives to do I was like oh yeah well wait she's a good person and even later she's like and and yeah. I just want to be back with my my people and the position her servant who He's like free. takes yeah. care of her and all the her, her subjects who are devoted to her because she just takes care of them i don't know in the in her lust garden yes yeah. with her crabs <laughs> yes don't catch crabs yep that one was a little more funny bone did, did, uh, so, uh, did any part lose you? The, the only part that I kind of checked out on was the goblin market. Mm -hmm. And I know a couple, I think Jeff... With Merlin and Glendale? Yeah, that just, <laughs> I don't know. That just, that just kind of lost me. I, I think it was a little bit confusing um, of what was actually going on until the very end. And it just, I was like, okay, let's just get to the next part. Did anybody else 
struggle with that or another part. It's just the fellowship of the string. I remember <laughs> fellowship of the string was good. I will say I this is one book where What's I had to be very particular about reading all the chapter titles. Mm. I am very guilty of skipping the chapter titles in books and not ever reading them. And like this one you can't do that because it really does tell you what it's about. Like chapter three, in the Tower of Toby, the Dark Lord, he who dreams of artisanal crackers. <laughs> like the titles are super important in this book where I really did. I was guilty of just skipping over them and having to go back and being like, oh, Made it tells you like at at the scene of a richly deserved punch in the kisser. Like it tells you right then what this chapter yeah. is going to be about. I'm trying to find this like string. Scott of... said the giant chapter lost him. I, I agree a little bit there, Scott. I, it, it was a little confusing until the very end when it, it is kind of funny that old factory spit out or you know sneezed on him yeah which is the part that matt scalisi did not like and i think that's where it lost him he didn't like the snotty stuff yeah i don't which i don't know if it lost me i think the giant chapter was but it did have one of my favorite that's which i found a string of of names nostril damas Nostril. Uh, I'm known by many names. Some of them intended to be less than kind. Nostril Damas is my favorite of the local assorted Cretans. As is Nabucodonosor, Nosef of Nosereth, Nosy McHonker, Booger McSchnoz, Beaky McSnotlocker, and Nor Lord of the Sneeze. But then the problem is he's so proud of his name. His name is Fat. Oh, you're gone again. She froze up doesn't get that that's a joke either and he thinks he's like they call me that because i'm so ancient and I'm, they love my name uh, but my, so good. my given name jeff is factory says, yeah jeff moore said in the market poultry saw the prodigious amount of chicken guillotines and he found that hilarious i did think that was really neat how in the goblin factory the goblin factory the goblin market they all saw what they wanted to see. They all were being marketed to individually, well, which... It's like Facebook. I have magical. a question about that. Like, <laughs> Gustav saw, at one point, like, one of the stores flickered from, like, a bunch of screaming children to, like, something else. Yeah, there's some there's some dark crap going on in yeah. the market. And I think that kind of threw me, because later it became really clear that it was marketing to everybody based on what you really really want but gustav but, as the chosen one can probably see he's probably seeing through he, all he of does it. have an extra enchantment so, like, that the others probably, don't he, he probably saw like the like torturous hell that was that's actually what the goblin market actually is which which it's i'm glad you reminded me of that because that, i thought that was interesting especially from from gustav's perspective being the chosen one mm-hmm so Leanne mentioned, and this is something I wanted to talk about. She said so much food. Yes. We'll have no problem with this cooking. The we can make almost bread. Is, is that true, though? Because there is. There is so much food There's in this book. almost so much food. But the way it is described is the strangest <laughs> thing to me. They talk about this enormous, crazy, delicious spread. And then they start to describe all of the dishes. And they are the strangest just like Somebody. like intentionally odd weird delectable tasties that, and it is that cracked me up somebody, though uh, i thought those in the were comments hilarious mentioned earlier how like the adjectives used to describe the food are things like distressed yeah yeah there's <laughs> these are some 
the the names and structure of these dishes. I do not want goat curry, Kathy. No. <laughs> I, do I do love curry, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want to goat eat a goat curry. now. <laughs> okay, Bailey, I hear you. Um, but yeah, it's you know, that whole meal and chickens. Poor Poltro. I love that Poltro is good. The tacos. Are you trying to yes, find all the, the, the tacos? I am. It's oh, right the here. He's like, I invented these. And I he's like, you did not tacos. invent these. <laughs> tacos. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, that was good. Uh, See, I remember so much stuff after we have these discussions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. So thank you. That was good. <laughs> Justin says, what about Argabella's dad being a tie-dye wearing hippie who listens to some weird version of fish? The way they spelled fish got oh, me. Fish. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, like, his turning his daughter. He's like, you don't, she just wanted to be an accountant. And he's like, no, because his wife left him for an accountant. Yeah. He's like, no, go do that. Go be a, be a musician yeah, instead. Yeah, go be a floozy. <laughs> Yeah, be, a, yeah. be like a bar wench or something. Yeah, yeah, bar wench, that's what he said. Uh, Kathleen Dunn says the booger humor made her feel like she was surrounded by seven-year-old boys. I gotta admit, the booger humor is what almost lost me at the beginning, because staff can always add a booger on the end of her finger, and that just oh, annoyed yeah. the crap out of me. It's like the the animal that sells you turnips in Animal Crossing, always got this like <laughs> thing dripping out of her nose. But yeah, yeah. I don't like I don't like booger things most of the time. But I didn't mind the factory thing, mostly that because it was mind. like a nose thing, and also because like that was a, a byproduct of Argabella sort of finding her voice, yeah. which I liked. Yeah, okay, I, here, I like that. Here are some things. There's blistered folk seaweed, sublimated plum bun. Ox marrow bombs glazed with snail paste and exploded salt. Sun goldfish dumplings steamed in butter smoke. Invigorated ham jam. <laughs> Invigorated. <laughs> like, that sounds good. Guys, we're going to make all of this. Yeah. Like, naive kimchi medley. <laughs> naive naive kim kimchi. A naive with <laughs> kimchi medley. Frightened. Bowtie pasta, because I don't know how to pronounce the F word. Swimming. Carfala. Yeah. yeah, the bowtie pasta. Yeah. Swimming. Oh, they're gone again. And surprised, <laughs> surprised truffle dipping drippings. Like, yeah, I love that. Well, we have to make all of those. Next time we're all together, not in quarantine, we will have a feast. Toby's feast. So Julie, Julie Wheeler, who is a, a doctor... Uh, is giving some insight. The, her name is Staff, and MRSA lives in the nose, which I guess is Staff. Oh, so it's a staff infection? Yeah. So nice. There's, there's nose things going there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm glad we have doctors, see, lawyers that, yeah, in this group. Yeah, that makes me appreciate it a, a tiny bit more. Yeah, we could we could cook this book. See, it's like really... Make some surprise really, really truffle. It's like super dumb humor done very smartly. Oh yeah, they're 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 really good writers. I love their alliteration. They have so much good, smart alliteration and and some just really cool things that they've done. Yeah. And uh, and part of me thinks that they know those big words. <laughs> Maybe. Joe says we've all had a naive kimchi medley moment. Am I right? <laughs> nice. Uh, hey. Yeah. So, what is uh, everybody's favorite joke or pun? Oh. I can't. I wish I could remember. I wish I had written it down like when it made me like yeah. chuckle. I, 
I think for me, the first time I got really tickled was when they were describing Toby, Toby's tower, and, and how he, how he, what was it? He, he. Um, She's like, go tend to your tower, and he's like, I did. Look how nice been, and big I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that was the first one that really tickled me. But there's 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 almost too many, and I think Talia wanted Morning to bring that Wood up. Morning Wood. Morning was solid. Made me laugh real hard just because it kept going. It wasn't just one pun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that that one got me, Dan. You're right. Yeah, that one that one got yes. me too. <laughs> Swift and satisfying discharge. <laughs> and that's what made it. Yeah, I know. It just kept going. Yeah. But honestly, like as simple as it is, the joke that's made me laugh the hard is the domain and the desmeny with talking about how they can't read cursive oh. and they don't know what some of these words are straight up because of the curly cues. Um, that just makes me laugh really hard because you that is like that, a right. What didn't you have? But before we started, you yeah, you like, were gonna tell us what your favorite joke you... was. I just did. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's what it is. I like, it's not like they're most clever. It's not fancy. I just love that it's like a real life funny thing that has legit happened in history. And that's how we've actually changed some words through time is because people can't read people's cursive handwriting. I just find it really funny. Also, I was reading the comments about someone was asking what kimchi was. Hmm. Christy, what about you? What's your favorite? Mine is still the sandwich just because when I got it, it was so like, it's such an aha moment. Uh, most recently, because I read it recently, I would say like the jokes about um, Glinda being an old Grinda. woman. Grinda being an old woman. Like the, all the stuff about the like checking obituaries and stuff. I don't know why. They, <laughs> they got me. Just think of the grandmas. Uh, What's yours? I already said the the Toby's Toby's oh, Tower that's right. was the that's the first one that just like <laughs> got me and I was like oh, okay I see where this is going. Jennifer says Morningwood <laughs> is stiff competition. Oh, yeah. Justin says yeah Morningwood was solid. Yeah. Oh, Sarah Sanders pointed out one of my favorite ones about Morningwood. Yeah, when Toby's getting ready or something and he like adjusts his sleeves. Or like gets ready and it's because he's gonna cast a spell, but he like pulls up his sleeves or something and they said taming the challenges of stately morning wood would no doubt require two ready hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I'm gonna read this book again. And we're not even done with it. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna keep and and there's two more books after it, Adam. Oh yeah. man, I'm gonna go full tally on this one then. Because yeah. uh yeah, this book gets me. Yeah. And I'm I'm having a good time. Well let's do let's do final thoughts on the before well, the Really, really quick, Tali, you told me to remind you about number count. Oh, I need someone to Google. I'm sure it's out there. I could have done it, but I didn't. Um, I hope that someone took the time, someone out there on the Internet took the time to go through this book and count the number of puns. I want a total head count of how many puns are actually in this book. You are asking, Just get a that's count. a big commitment. I'm not asking count. someone to actually count, <laughs> but if you Google it and you find that someone else has done the work, please post it in the group. Ooh, can't wait. That's awesome. Let's do, let's do final thoughts on the half, first half of the book before we get into some announcements. Yeah, so yeah, we've got a couple of them. Yeah, you're... Oh, here, Leanne says, wait, this is a series. Okay, so it is a trilogy. 
I will say I didn't delve into it too much. I went ahead and Did got... Did have them? Yes. Tales of Pell. It's called The Tales of Pell, but I don't know if it's just three books all set in the same universe or if it's actually a continuation of this story. So I will say I don't because they're all three very different titles. So it, I don't know for sure that it's, like I said, like one long story if it's three separate stories altogether. They all have, the original cover arts are all fantastic. I will say this is some of the best cover art we've have. On the hard covers, the, I will judge this book by its cover all day. The long. the paperback is very simplified, um, but yeah. So, yeah. what do you think? Hmm? What do you think? Your halfway point. Oh, I mean, I'll probably can, as soon as this live stream is over, I'll probably read this whole trilogy. Good. Um, yeah, I am one hundred percent all about this good, nice, fun, goofy, stupid break. Um, before we get into something maybe a little bit more serious, I don't know. <laughs> a little darker. A little darker. Christy, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And I hope that there's more twists. I, I feel like there will be, and way a lot more puns. For me, this is becoming maybe one of my favorite books we've done in the oh, book club wow. so far. Just, just yeah, I like it a lot. Just because it gets me, and it makes me laugh, and I like that. Because, uh, you know, I don't laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nicole says that she's going to reread Morningwood after this so she can laugh harder. I feel like we yes. all need to reread Morningwood after this. I think, yeah. I think yes. Knowing, knowing what we now know. Uh, Jeff says, I think this is one of those moments that the discussion has made me appreciate the book more than when I was reading it. Yeah. Those are my favorites. Yeah. I love it when we have those That's moments. That's why we have discussions. I've legit, we've had quite a few books where the discussion has helped me a lot because I Oh. Brandy says she's okay with most of it, but she's still planning on finishing it, but maybe not going to, through the trilogy. That's fine. And like I said, I don't even know if it's like a continuation. I don't know what it is. I will say that the ratings of the trilogy, I did look it up. I looked it up on both Amazon and Goodreads, and the ratings of the book are really on par with The Magicians as far as Getting better. Having, like, being more of a mixed bag for that first book, hmm. and then the ratings increasing so that the third book has the highest rating um, and seems to be the most popular. So if that helps anybody at all, we'll, I don't know. Um, so let's, sorry, shall we make some announcements? We, sh- we shall. Well, what's, it's, our poll is over, right? Yeah, so it is. We've got our ne- so we've got the next month's book. June, we are reading A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. Y'all, y'all didn't uh, y'all didn't like my birthday choice. <laughs> so, I'm going to remember that, but I'm looking forward to V.E. Schwab. It it's a well, good You it's like a good Vicious. Book. A lot, I like right, I like Adam? Vicious a lot, so uh, and I hear good things about Darker Shade of Magic. So, I'm not that mad. But he but he, but he is. He's mad. <laughs> So if you decide to read Old Man's War, then maybe just talk to Adam about it in the group. Oh, it'll, we'll get a third chance on Old Man's War until we get it. Oh, my gosh. You have to wait until your birthday next, next year. year. We will read it when you are Thank you, Old Jeff. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> so, so what else? Oh what else gosh. do we have? Can I? Who wants to say it? Oh. Yeah. You, oh you, can say say it. It. you can say it. You can say it. You say it. So another <laughs> Super cool surprise. 
Um, you know, we'll discuss the whole rest of this book two weeks from today on May 27th. 27th. Yep, 27th. And then two days after that, on the last Friday of the month, we're going to have a bonus special live discussion with Delilah S. Dawson and Kevin Hearn. We got them. Hooray! We got them. They both agreed, both of them agreed to do another live Q&A with us, just like Lev Grossman did, where you're going to get to send in your questions and have... Uh Uh-oh. Have your questions answered. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at that. There they are. Yeah, so we got the authors two months in a row. Look at us. We're on a roll. Two for two. I know. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we've already got a uh, email drafted up to V.E. Schwab. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see if we can um, make it three for three. But Cross your fingers. Uh, so, you know, uh, come back for the next live discussion if you, if you finish the book or if you don't. And then come back and ask them your questions. Ask them what's with the poo jokes. We can talk about all the dirty jokes and puns. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I feel like that one's going to be a fun one because they seem like really fun, oh, funny yeah. people. Yeah. And, uh, and they they are very funny from listening to their podcast. A few episodes I've listened to, and they have a great rapport. And I think we're going to have a blast with them that night. Oh man. Yeah. So that we're super excited, and it's another reason that I'm really into. Like, I'm really we'll glad that this. I like this book. <laughs> yeah. Like, work out all of your face muscles so that you don't get a cramp from smiling and laughing. Yep. That's what you're supposed. So again, to that's do. Friday, May 29th. You saw it there, 7:30 Central, 8:30 Eastern. Uh, we'll start to promote that here. You'll start to get emails. And yeah, that Facebook. graphic that Adam just showed y'all. It's I'll post now. that on social media tomorrow morning. Um, and we'll make so it so that y'all can. Sh- what? We'll make an event too. Yeah, we'll make an event. We'll post it all over social media tomorrow. So share it with all your friends. Um, let's have another super super fun live Q and A with with authors. Two more ah! New York Times bestselling authors. How cool is that? Yay! So. Yeah. So fun stuff all around. And also, um, after this live discussion, um, Facebook has released a new feature called Messenger Rooms. Um, they might be a bit limited in terms of attendance, but they're basically like little Zoom, Zoom chats, and you can do it in a Facebook group. So I'm gonna I'm gonna create one of those and just see who wants to hang out for a little bit. Let's do it. Yeah, um, let's do it. Put some name faces to names. Um, whoops. Do a little test. So right after this live discussion, I'm gonna go in there and create a, a room, uh, and we'll and just see, see what happens. See what happens. We'll see what happens. I've never done this before. <laughs> Yeah, they just released this like today, right? Yeah, that's the first time I saw it. Yeah, like so. hours ago. So, so stay tuned for some some after discussion chats and come come hang out. But anyway, so lots of fun stuff. Come back for our second live discussion in a couple of weeks, and um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Really fun discussion. Anything else? Yay! Let's do it again in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell it. your friends. All right. Tell your friends. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.